again, as I mentioned to start, that goal is to send the right message to the right person at the right time. And all of these tools allow you to start to get closer and closer to doing that so you get better results. Hello, listeners, and welcome to season four of SOS with Sonia Rasula. I'm flipping the script this season, and instead of advising business owners, I've gathered a badass group of industry experts to help you thrive. You'll hear from a Forbes editor on how to pitch the press, a finance guru will help you attack all things money, we'll help you future-proof your business by becoming a digital dynamo, my lawyer will teach us all how to stay out of trouble, you'll learn how to write emails that result in instant sales, And we'll have a real talk conversation about reels. So get ready to take notes because this season is all about the experts. In today's episode, we'll hear from Dave Charest, Director of Content Marketing at Constant Contact and the expert on email marketing. I know, I know, you've heard me preach about email marketing numerous times before, but it's because it works. Sending emails isn't sexy because unlike social media, there is no dopamine effect. It doesn't feed our narcissistic addictions. So it's underestimated and ignored. But I know from all four, yes, count them, four of my businesses, that you don't have to spend $1 on advertising if you have a great email list. That alone should convince you. Now let's dive into helping you send emails and make more money. First, I wanna thank our longtime sponsor, Constant Contact, for making this season possible. Constant Contact is a digital marketing platform that helps small businesses and nonprofits of all sizes build, grow, and succeed. With email marketing, contact management, industry-leading list growth tools, social media ads, and more, Constant Contact helps small businesses connect with customers, find new ones, and sell online. All from one easy-to-use platform. To get 30% off your first three months, visit constantcontact.com slash SOS. That's constantcontact.com slash SOS. Now let's dive into the episode. Hello, Dave. How are you? Hi, Sonia. I'm great. It's so uh, great to be here with you. It's been a long time since we've had a chance to chat. It has. And I'm so excited that we get to have you on because you have so much value to bring to our listeners. So my first question, of course, is what is your role at Constant Contact? And if you could just give a brief introduction of you. Sure. I am the Director of Content Marketing at Constant Contact. And so aside from those easy-to-use digital marketing platform that we offer, my team specifically is responsible for creating practical step-by-step marketing advice that small businesses can use to do more business. Amazing. Okay. So aside from all of your work at Constant Contact. I know that you yourself have podcasts. You yourself are just like, you love content the way I love content. So I think this is going to be such a great conversation for everyone listening. So it's 2022. Everyone knows what email marketing is because, well, we all get emails on a daily basis. But while most small business owners know how email marketing works, 
and that we should be sending them to increase sales, to increase our success. A lot of the small business owners listening and the small business owners that I work with don't actually send emails. It's like such a mystery. So what can you share to the people listening right now that will help convince them to really use emails more in 2022 and dive into it? All right, I'm going to drop some stats on you here, see if this will help at all. But let's see. Number one, 400 billion people use email, and that number is growing, of course, all the time. 99% of people check their email daily. 80% of professionals say that email marketing drives customer acquisition and retention. The ROI for email is $36 for every $1 spent. And two-thirds of subscribers actually like to receive branded emails from businesses that they connect with at least once a week. And so beyond these stats, it really can help you create an increase of awareness about your business. It can help you drive revenue and profit. It can help you boost repeat business. You just need the secret here is actually just finding out how to make it work best for your business and your audience. And of course, that's what we at Constant Contact love to help businesses do. So hopefully that gives you some insight into some reasons why you want to be doing this. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously I'm a huge fan and nerd around email marketing. I've talked about it for four seasons now. I think one of the things that listeners may be surprised to hear from me is that we spend almost zero advertising dollars for our markets. So when people say like, oh yeah, you know, you get thousands of people at your markets, like what are your ad campaigns like? What are you doing? My number one driver of ticket sales, which is what fuels my business, is email. That's it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, you know, you think about that, and we talk about this all the time when it comes to email, is the fact that this is, and why email works so well, is it because it's people raising their hand to say that they want you to contact yes. them. They're interested in what you're doing. They're interested in what you're selling. They're interested in what you're creating. And when you have people that are like that, well, they look forward to receiving the messages that you send to them. And yeah, that's often the driver. And, and particularly with social media, I mean, I know you're huge on social and I know you love it, but you know, sometimes social goes down, sometimes things happen, and you're always kind of playing against the algorithm there, right? Where you know, you're not mm-hmm. always reaching everybody. When you have this list of people that have said, yes, I want to hear from you, you get to decide when you're going to communicate with them about what. And they also get to decide when they want to leave that list, which is why you often have to make sure you're giving them things that they're going to find valuable. But that's why email really works so great. I love hearing that even with your experience, it helps prove that that's really what happens. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. Social media is great, but there are algorithms. With email marketing, like, there is no algorithm. Someone signs up and you send an email and they get it. Whether they open it, whether they interact, you know, these are all things that we're going to get into in this conversation so you can help give people all of your wisdom and top tips. But I never unsubscribe. I'm the perfect case study. I get so many emails every day. Often I will not open them if I'm really busy. And then a day later, I get another one from the same company and I'm like, ooh, yes, I want to know about spring looks or, you know, so the people are still there. 
They want to hear from you. Yeah. One of those things that everybody always talks about is like, I don't want to send too much to people and I don't want to do too many things. And it really does all depend on kind of what you're sending and kind of the expectations you're setting too. Uh, you know, if you say to somebody, hey, sign up for my daily email where I'm going to share all this awesome stuff with you. Well, when they sign up, guess what they're expecting? A daily email from you, <laughs> right? And so it's like, or you can say a monthly thing or whatever the case may be. And then as you start to get more relevant to the things that people are looking at, which I think we'll probably talk about at some point here today, but you can actually send more because the information is more relevant to them and they're we're wanting that, they're craving that information. So it's really just figuring that stuff out for yourself. Exactly. Okay, well, I know one of the biggest questions that I get from not only brand new small businesses, but also business owners who have had businesses for years, but just have never put priority on email mm -hmm. marketing, more specifically, list growth. So for a newbie who, let's say, has fewer than a couple hundred email addresses, what are your tips to help that person grow subscribers? Because I think a lot of people are embarrassed. They'll be like, I only have 98 followers and that doesn't seem like enough, which by the way, it absolutely is. But how can they grow those subscribers even more? So I think you mentioned it as you set up this question, priority. And I think a lot of people just don't give it that priority. You're focused on so many things. But I think what you have to do, and particularly if, you, you know, if you're doing it yourself or if you have a staff, just say, this is the period of time where we're going to focus on getting more people on this list. And then you have to think about, all right, well, what are all the places or the opportunities that we have to be able to do that? And so you want to think about in person. You want to think about in print. You want to think about online. All of those places are opportunities for you to do something, and particularly even just face-to-face -face interactions, right, when we're talking about in-person. Printing signage that lets people know that they should sign up. You know, Constant Contact has tools that lets you just text a keyword into a number from your mobile device, and people can sign up and join your list just like that. And then doing things online, making sure you have forms on your website that are asking people to join. I probably will make the recommendation that you don't want to just say, hey, join my list. What you actually want to do is give people some type of value in exchange for giving you that email address. And mm -hmm. so you want to think about what's something that I can offer that people are going to want and then set the expectations for what they're going to receive from you after that. And so, you know, we've often asked consumers, like, what are they, you know, why do they sign up for email lists? Why do you do that? And you can probably speak to this for yourself and people listening as well. But it comes down to oftentimes it's to receive promotions and discounts. It's to get exclusive content. And then it's just to show support for a business or an organization is why they do that. And so, you know, those three things kind of mean different things for each business because every business is unique. But if you can think about those things and then frame the ask with offering something like that in exchange for the email address, well, then you're going to have more people signing up. Exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of the product-based businesses, which are probably the majority of people who are listening right now, probably the number one thing that they could do is offer like a discount code, you know, 15% off, 20% off. But the other thing is you mentioned exclusive content. And I think mm -hmm. what's funny is that small business owners forget that like their story alone is exclusive and unique. And so even just sharing bits and pieces of their month, like you said, if they send a monthly newsletter, not only can they send a special promotion or discount, but they can also in each newsletter just share a little snippet of 
what they're working on or part of their process or how they source their materials. I feel like that's something that's so easy and they forget that people are actually interested in that because again, they've signed up to support them. And really, the goal for everyone with these emails is to in fact get people to click off and purchase. So what are some of your ideas on like making the the creation of those emails less complicated? Like what are the things that need to be in an email? Not the like nice-to-haves, but the must-haves. What are those things to really help someone listening drive sales to their website? So the first thing I think I'll mention is just as an overall thing, the ultimate goal with any marketing, not just not just email, and I'm sure you can speak to this as well, but the idea is to really be sending the right message to the at the right time to the right person. And so you really need to think of the, the person receiving the email first above anything else. And so what you want to do is send them stuff that's of interest to them. And when you do that, you want to make sure that it's simple and easy to digest as well and to consume that information that you're sending to them. And ultimately, what we like to recommend to people is picture paragraph call to action, right? So you're going to have some type of image that draws them in that supports whatever it is that you have going on in this email. And then you write, you know, you don't have to write a whole a lot. I mean, you can. It depends on really the action you want people to take. And then you want to give them a clear thing to do next. So a picture paragraph call to action. And oftentimes people get stuck with, well, all right, that makes sense. But what do I actually write? And so what we like to do is offer people advice to just try to answer three questions in your email. And in doing so, you actually end up writing a pretty persuasive email that'll get people to click. And all you need to answer is, what are you offering? Why should the reader care about that? And then what should they do next? Mm -hmm. And so if you're saying like, you know, here's this new line that I've been working on. Here's why this should be interesting. Like that becomes your headline. The body copy can be, you know, here's why you're going to be really think this thing is great because I've been doing this and this is what it will do for you. Go check it out on my website, mm-hmm. right? That's the call to action. So you just answer those questions and it kind of takes the intimidation of like, okay, what do I say here? You know, it takes that out of the way. And if you can do that and that gets you more comfortable, that gets you going. And then you start to find your own voice and do your own things. And people love to have personality of the business owner or the business in there as well. And those are all those things that start to make it more unique. The other thing that you want to start to think about is as you build your list, you might want to start thinking about using segmentation. Mm -hmm. And segmentation basically means taking the people that are on your list and then breaking them into smaller groups based on particular interest. It can be, you know, demographics, it can be locations, and it can even just be actions that they've taken. But when you do that, we've actually seen segmentation can actually increase those click-through rates that you get by 50%. And... Also, segmentation can actually lead to, you know, it's going to vary based on the business, but we've seen it increase uh, revenue up to 760%. And so when you start thinking, again, as I mentioned to start, that goal is to send the right message to the right person at the right time. And all of these tools allow you to start to get closer and closer to doing that so you get better results. Mm -hmm. I love that. Picture, paragraph, call to action. That's so easy to remember. And it's that's all an email has to be which I think really just helps people understand like you don't have to be, a, you know, an award-winning writer or a trained designer. It's a picture or an image, a paragraph and a call to action. You started to talk about segmentation, which I love, and I want to 
share this story to everyone listening because again, I think like examples, real life examples are so helpful to people. We segmented our list. And so essentially everyone who doesn't even know what we're talking about, segmentation is, let's say you have a list of 1,000 people. Great. They signed up for your email. What you're going to do is segment all the people who live in California and you're going to segment them into another list. So these are all the people who live in California. These are all the people who have actually purchased from me. These are people who in unique markets instance sold at past markets. We've got tons of segments within our email lists. And I have to tell you, Dave, this is so exciting because we just launched applications for our spring market and we did not send it to the general list. First, what we did was we sent it very specifically to a segment of people who only live in Los Angeles. And within 48 hours, we already had almost 150 applications in, which is record-breaking for us. So like, it. it just speaks, to, and <laughs> we'd, ne- we'd never done that before. Of all these years, we were like sending to the general list of sellers. And then I thought, no, let's try just sending it to people in LA first, like give them... Basically, it's like, you know, you get the first crack at the application. Then we sent it to the general one. And of course, many, many more people also signed up. But it just shows like it's really easy stuff. You just have to take the time, you know, a few minutes here and there to make email marketing work for you. What can you do? Just some tips about like whether it's batching content, whether it's creating you know, an editorial calendar? Like, what are some things that you've seen pros do that could help some of these small businesses so they're not spending so much time on it? Sure. So a couple of things that we recommend to folks are, of course, put together a plan. And at the very least, if you don't know how often you're going to send, you know, one of the things that makes again, marketing in general, email marketing specifically work is consistency. And so at the very least, what we like to tell people to do is think about, all right, if I can send an email once a month, like what would that be? So plan on trying to do that. Try to send it even if you're, uh, if you can send it at the same time each month, on the same day each month, something like that, because that consistency starts to over time get ingrained in people. You know, I've had multiple people tell me who have had lists for a while that sometimes they you know, either forgot to send it or something happened and they couldn't send it. And then they start getting emails from people going like, hey, where's the email? Yeah, <laughs> right. Totally. And so it's really about putting a plan in place and then having that. So that's the first thing. The second thing is make it easier on yourself. What we often recommend, so of course, Constant Contact has a bunch of templates to make this easy so you can start with something. But basically, you have to take that template and then you want to make it look like and feel like your brand right? So you're going to want to take your colors, you're going to want to use your logo and get those elements in place. Once you do that, save that as what we call a master template. So then every time you go in to create something new, you don't have to start from square one every time. You've Mm -hmm. got this thing all set up. You just have to change the content that in there that speaks to what you're doing at that particular time. And then, you know, once you do that, it's really all about thinking about what are the ways that I can start to use automation? So for example, when somebody joins your list, when they're signing up for the first time, no matter how they do that, whenever they get added to that list, what you can do is set up a welcome email or a welcome series of emails. So that way, you know, whether somebody's joining today, next week, or, you know, three years from now, 
they're getting information at a moment when they're highly engaged with your business because they're saying like, oh, yeah, I just signed up. Now, mm-hmm. imagine if they didn't get an email right away and, you know, maybe you just sent your email, your monthly email, if we're going with that story, the day before, then they have to wait another month before they hear from you, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and so if you set up this automation pieces, you're getting people excited about your business. Welcome emails generally have like an 82% open rate because people are so engaged at that particular moment. So it's a great way to take advantage of that. It's a great way to kind of prime them and start to build that relationship with by, by letting them know like things they might not know about your business and like a series of emails in that welcome series. So it's doing that. It's doing things like automating based on the actions that I mentioned or even dates. So if you know somebody's birthday, maybe there's an anniversary of the first you know purchase they ever made with you, things like that that are date-based. Mm-hmm. You can set up emails that go out automatically on those days to just say happy birthday, uh, maybe here's a little gift for you or something like that, that all that stuff kind of happens in the background that once you set it up, it's working for you all the time and helping you, you know, drive sales, build relationships, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I love all that. I'm about to ask you the million dollar question, which is when it comes to email subject lines, da, 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 <laughs> what are the subject lines that get opened the most? Like, what are your do's and don'ts with subject lines? All right. So I'm going to give you a few things, and, and you're going to hate this first answer. <laughs> <laughs> but the first one is to not get too hung up on subject lines. Yeah. The reason I'm going to say that is because I want you to focus on the relationship instead. Think about why you open or how you process your email on a daily basis. What do you do? You look at who the sender is first, (laughs) right? Yeah. Sometimes regardless of the subject line, it's who's sending it is going to dictate whether or not you open it, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's the most important factor. So make sure that the from name that you're sending your email, that, that whatever, whether that's your business or whether it's, you know, the, the owner of the business, however people are more familiar with you, make sure you're leading with that because that's the number one thing. If I don't recognize who it's from, that's when it's either getting deleted right away, potentially marked as spam or just ignored completely. Right. So that's the number one thing. Now, when it comes to writing the subject line, of course, if I've looked at it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. I know, Sonia. Do I want to open this email from her? Well, that's where the subject line becomes helpful. And and I'll give you a rule of thumb. You don't have to go crazy. and You don't have to kill yourself trying to come up with a subject line. Just tell me what's in the email. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be helpful to me so I know what's in there. And then I can make the decision on whether or not that's relevant to me at that particular moment. So now that all being said, I know you're thinking, all right, like, so, all right, yeah, now what are the tricks and like the other things that you can kind of do from there? And I don't like to use the word tricks, of course, because you never want to kind of trick somebody into (laughs) opening your email, right? Because if you do that, I mean, people try to do that because you get these gurus and people telling you, oh, do this thing. And I got to increase my open rate to do this and blah, blah, blah. Right. But ultimately, yeah, that works once because once you start tricking people, well, then they're going to unsubscribe and they're not going to trust you anymore, which in the long run is going to hurt you more than just getting somebody to open your email, right? (laughs) So, you know, questions are always an intriguing way to get people. Like if you can ask an intriguing question that's relevant and relevant to the content in the email, you know, that could perk somebody's curiosity. Numbers often work well in subject lines as well. If you're thinking about like, X number of ways to do things, five ways to do this. Because as as humans, we're curious, right? We want to know, like, oh, I know, I know three ways to do that. What do you mean there are four, right? Like that type (laughs) of thing. 
And then, you know, obviously promotions also work well. If you're saying, you know, get 20% off or something like that, that gives people that, you know, oh yeah, I'm looking for a sale right now. This would be, you know, particularly like holiday time. Think of, right. Oh, 20% off. Yes, please. (laughs) Right. It's, it's those types of things. And then it's just, you know, depending on, again, the nature of your business and particularly what you sell and those relationships that you have with your customers, have some fun, you know, just look for ways to be, you know, sometimes it's play on words, things like that are all all fun ways that you can just get people excited about opening up the email as well. Right. So I really love that advice, actually. My mindset has been changed, Dave, because it's not necessarily about how many words does a subject line have to be? Do I use emojis or not? It's more like, be a trusted source that the person who is receiving the email just already is rooting for. Yep. That's so important to like switch that. I love that. So I think another factor here that a lot of listeners talk to me about is like, I'm so bad at design. I'm so Mm -hmm. bad, you know, like I'm a candle maker. That is what I do. I'm great at that. But having to now design an email and do all this stuff. It's just so intimidating and I don't have time for it. So when it comes to Constant Contact, you guys obviously have tons of great templates, which are so easy for people to use. So it's like, you know, a block for an image here. Here's your paragraph. Here's your social media information at the bottom. Like you've got these templates, but what these small business owners are intimidated about is like, okay, so I need a photo or an image to Mm. place into that bucket now I'm like sweating. So what are some of the things, you know, like what tools do you recommend? So a couple of things I'll mention on that then. So constant contact, of course, where you mentioned the templates, which is awesome. So you don't have to worry about the design of the email itself. We also have a library of both free and paid images that you can access right within the account as well. And so all you need to do is find the one you want. Again, if it's free, you can just add it right to your account and then plop it wherever you need to put it. And then you can, it's really simple to make adjustments to it. Amazing. The other piece I want to mention is I'm sure you're probably familiar with Canva, which is a tool that really helps <laughs> with the design of things, right? Yep. And does those we, types of things well. we use it every day. I don't okay. know what I would do without it. So then I don't know if you knew this or not, but we also have a very tight integration with Canva So right within your Constant Contact account, you can connect your Canva account, and then you can pull over anything that you've done in Canva, right to Constant Contact, and plop that stuff in. This is awesome to know. So we can just do it all in Constant Contact. That's awesome. There you go. Well, that's amazing. Thank you. So there you go, everyone listening. Like, There's already free photography that you can use if you're just like, ah, all the creativity I have today is just going to go into writing this paragraph (laughs) and creating (laughs) the click here to buy. So I'm just going to like, you know, find a photo that matches the mood. And maybe, you know, maybe that's a very general photo of plants. Or, you know, maybe because Lunar New Year is coming up, I will find a photo that matches that. I think like knowing that there is stuff already within Constant contact is awesome. I just wanted to mention you bring up a really great point when you were saying matches, right? That theme yes. of whatever it is that you're doing. Yes. You know, I, there have been some studies. I don't have those exact numbers off the top of my head, but there have been some studies that if you just use a, an image for like an ornamental thing that really has nothing to do with the content that's also surrounding the email, is that people actually 
start to tune those out and it's actually detrimental to you. So always make sure that if you are putting an image and doing something, it's making a connection with the information that you're trying to convey and that you're trying to get across. Right, right. Like for all the product people out there, I would they already, hopefully, already have product photography, which they can just drag and drop. Like that's the easiest thing. Sometimes they, you know, use photos of your studio or your office or, you know, but sometimes you're right. There are these moments where it's not a product-based email necessarily. So it's like, how do they connect with themes that are running through, let's say, a calendar year or cultural themes, societal themes. So, and I think, yes, matching the image obviously is very, very important. I, I will add then one other thing is that even if it's a, for a particular day, we do have in the templates that we do have, we do have things that are marked towards particular holidays. Um, so the whole design of the email, oh. of course, you, you has things that you know, have images that are in relation to that already built into the design, which is also something I think about. Amazing. Yeah, that's so awesome. Okay, well, I have a last question. <laughs> this is a bigger question than maybe some of the others because it's around AI, which I know all mm -hmm. about, you know all about, and I myself through experience have experienced how Constant Contact has really kind of like started to focus on AI and how it can help all of their customers, all of these small business owners. Again, time is of the essence. And I know that when I say AI, everyone listening is like, what the heck are they talking <laughs> about? Artificial intelligence for like sending emails? Mm. But it's really important for everyone to hear about this because yes, if one of the things all the small business owners out there complain about is time and time management, understanding AI and how it can actually help their business is so important. So I would love for you to talk about, you know, some of the ways that Constant Contact is not just utilizing AI, but like how they're offering it up to all of their customers to help them save time, send more emails, and really make more sales. Yeah, sure. So this is one of the things that, you know, I've been, whew, I've been doing this for a while now, Sonia. I, <laughs> I've been in this industry for 15 years. I've been with Constant Contact 10 of those years. And this AI component of it is actually one of the things that gets me most excited about just the world of email in general these days. Just to give you an example of the type of impact this can have. So just imagine you're doing your thing and you're making your regular money on some of the stuff that we've talked about here before or earlier. And then in the background, this AI and machine learning, and, and it learns over time too, which is also cool. So it changes based on different things that happen. And then the automation is working. And so we had a company called Shabby Chic who actually has been applying these things that I'm talking about here. They're like a home furnishing and clothing retailer. Mm -hmm. And so they started to use this approach and start to let this thing do its thing. And their conversion rates went up 25.13%. Uh, they increased their transactions by 42.45%. Oh and then God. they increased their, their revenue by 57.19%. Uh, and so it's like... And that's just turning it on and letting it do its thing. Yeah. It blows my mind. 
Wow. Okay. So I just want to make sure that everyone listening understands in like layman terms. <laughs> so you're saying, and and I love having this conversation so I can get educated too. So basically you're saying, I'm going to pretend I'm a jewelry designer for this. Let's just, yep. so I can create some graphics that say, you know, thank you for being one of our best customers, save 25%. I can create another image or graphic that is like, you know, something about like being a first time purchaser and do mm -hmm. something there. So like basically I'm creating these like rewards, let's call them, and I'm kind of banking them. And basically the AI is going to go through my list and start to recommend like the pattern of this person is that they've never, they just purchased. So you should be sending them this email. Or maybe it's that like the pattern of this person is that they have not purchased from you, but they are regularly looking at jewelry websites or they've, they're looking at your website. So now send them something that, that convinces them to purchase. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. So it's more particularly specific to your website, right, is when we're looking at the data, because this is all data okay. that you own. Yeah. It's not like data of one third party thing. Got it, got it. But yes, yeah, so it's like that jeweler could say, all right, here's, you know, here's Sonia. And when she ever goes to my site, she's only looking at bracelets, let's say. Mm -hmm. And so now you've got, and she kept looking at this one bracelet that was maybe out of stock. And so as soon as you restock that, like you kind of load all of your products up into this and you have pictures and all of this stuff. So let's say you use something like Shopify, for example, mm -hmm. right? you can pull all that information in and it's going to say, oh, you know, Sonia, over the last you know couple of weeks, it keeps checking back to see if I have this bracelet. As soon as you update your thing to say, yep, this is available now, the AI is going to go like, hey, I know exactly who's going to want one of those. Wow. <laughs> and it's okay. going to shoot off an email and say, hey guess what's back in stock? This this bracelet that you've been looking at. And so it's it's things like that. And you mentioned, right, the discount or doing something. It actually starts to learn what is the best way for the you as the business owner to get the best return. And so sometimes that would mean giving a discount. Other times, you don't even have to give the discount. Right. It's going to start to learn that like, you know what, I can just send this email out and this person's likely to buy it without even having to offer the discount. So it's pretty intricate and in what it can learn and start to do as it ingests more data and has more time. But it, like I said, it just, it, it really does blow my mind. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Anything to help a small business owner save time and make more money, like that is key. It's amazing. So... First, I just wanted to say how insightful this conversation was. I think just talking about email marketing and like getting people to understand it's really not as scary, it's not as time consuming, it's not as intimidating as they think is helpful. If you were to give one last piece of advice, what would that be? Mm, that's a great question. I would say if you're worried about getting started this is my big thing lately. The, the the kick I've been on lately is nobody knows anything until they do. Yeah. <laughs> right. So we know it works. Just get started. We're here to help too. You know, in terms of constant kind of, like I said, my team, we're creating these things to help you understand what to do, how to do it. And we'll show you, you can call constant contact. If you're stuck, we'll help you get there. Mm -hmm. It's just about doing it. And, and honestly, I don't even care if you use somebody else. Fine. 
email marketing is such a huge benefit to businesses that you should be doing it rather than not doing it. And so I hope you'll do it with constant contact, but at the very least, please do it because it'll be good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love it. Well, for all the listeners out there, if you visit constantcontact.com slash SOS, you can save 30% off your first three months. So I feel like if there are people listening who just don't know, haven't started, or let's say have signed up for like a free version of, you know, an email marketing platform, if I can convince you, like if you trust and believe in me and listen to this podcast, you know I am here for you. We use Constant Contact. We have for years. There's a reason why I go to them to have them support this podcast. So I would honestly heavily encourage everyone to just like, it's 2022, it's time to start, like Dave said, if you haven't started and sign up. So anyway, well, this has been so great to catch up with you, to talk, and I'm just excited to help everyone out there. Love it. Always a pleasure, Sonia. Yeah, of course. Today's top takeaways are number one, double, triple, heck, quadruple your number of email subscribers by offering them something of value and place signup forms all over your website so they can actually know that you have a subscription list. I always recommend making one of your navigation items subscribe, which you can see in practice on uniquemarkets.com. Number two, not a designer? No problem. There are so many resources available to help you design beautiful emails and graphics. My current favorite is Canva, C-A-N-V-A, which is an easy and free website and app that makes graphic design, well, really, really, really easy. Also, always remember when adding photos and design graphics to your emails to keep them relevant to the specific topic that's in that email. And number three, consistency, consistency, consistency. Send emails at the same time on the same day to teach your subscribers when to expect to hear from you. And keep content consistent. So if you provide links to news items or your favorite memes, make sure and be consistent and include that same type of content in every email because your subscribers will start to look forward to it. If SOS has helped your business, I would love to hear from you. The best thing that you can do to help spread the word about this podcast is give us a five. Once again, that's five star rating and remember to leave a review honestly that's probably the best way that more people will discover this great podcast follow me on instagram at sonia rasula that's s-o-n-j-a-r-a-s-u-l-a and you can follow my business at unique markets and if you're listening to us on apple podcasts you can subscribe. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure to follow. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening.